guys, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Job. We are talking to someone with a very cool job today. Her name is Jubilee, a.k.a. Jess Gentile, an incredible party DJ and producer. She has a golden ear. Yeah, she's really cool, and you should follow her on all social media. Do it now. How's so, it going? Um, I was about to answer you. Like, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real quick, we want to just start with... A couple of intro pieces, which is that Jubilee, your EP Jealous, is out right now. Mm -hmm. And also you did a collab with Opening Ceremony. And that's like, it's kind of this mixtape situation, but it's like long. And It's has, a compilation. Yeah, it has like 11 yeah. tracks. And um, that's called Magic City. And you can download it RN, which you should do AF. Um, so how did that collab come about? I was working on a compilation that I wanted to put together because I do DJ and I don't just DJ and produce. Like, I do a lot of digging for weird music on the internet and get really, really into it. And one thing that people associate me with a lot is Miami bass. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of stuck. And every write up I always get is Jubilee, Miami bass, Miami music. And there's so many different corners of that, I feel like. So I wanted to theme. Something on basically the city of Miami. Mm -hmm. I put it together. I reached out to a bunch of artists. Some of them big, some of them small. I've done some things with opening ceremony before. Yeah, you DJed with them before. And yeah, like, yeah, I did the Rihanna mix, which yeah, is the right. opposite. <laughs> Still and very much on the spectrum of you, though. I yeah, yeah. I mean, Solid. I did like their Caribbean stuff. Right. Her Caribbean stuff mostly. So yeah, I reached out to them and they were into it. And like they're really cool. Right. They like they'll kind of do some weird thing and, and like be into leave it. you alone with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, hey, I have this idea. And they were just kinda like, okay. And then it, I don't think they knew exactly how it was gonna come out. And the other projects they had done that were similar were only one or two songs. Right. And, and this like, is like a robust offering. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is like a whole album of sick tunes. So of sick beats. <laughs> Wait, and but here's my question. So, you know, it's you can download it for free. Yeah. What's the deal with monetizing something like that? I feel like that's a question that people might have. Um, well, with downloading it for free, several things. I mean, I just wanted it to be free. Right. It's exciting to download. It's, like, super educational. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, you get this collection of, like, a well-rounded project right and it's kind of a mix i guess but you can play all the songs right and it's well it's like an album in the old school sense right? yeah yeah like it's a, a cohesive it's just like now that's what i call miami <laughs> <laughs> you know right, right. um and also some of the songs have a lot of sampling in them from a lot of miami records like mumatal massive sabo dj sabo he used a lot of his records to sample and Snappy Jit sampled plies and, you know, um, Egg Fu, who's also Michina on Ghostly, he used a lot of Miami samples like mm -hmm. that as his shit. So I don't, I can't sell that anyways. Right. So it's know? like very much a passion project. Yeah. And I guess that's what you have to sort of think about it in terms of. Like, there's no point in being like, if I won't spend time doing this if I don't get like XYZ dividends or whatever. Yeah. No, I just... I'm working on a lot of stuff right now, and num well, two things. Number one is there's some artists on there that really need a shout out, mm -hmm. and like you know, Fact wrote up a uh, cop out song on there as a guy named Cop Out on there. He has a song called Get Down, and they wrote up one of his songs as being like, uh, what was it, under the radar, like top ten songs of the week, and it's like that dude's a sick producer, and now he's on Fact, right? And it's 
you can download it for free, you know? Well, that's, like, so fucking generous, man. Well, there's just so much good music, and there's so much shit music that's making a lot of money right now. No, sure. I, I also follow you on Twitter and read your all-caps dispatches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's just kind of, like, cool. The 1% of DJs is now making $5 million off of, like, whatever beat port yeah off this total shit tune that sounds exactly like that total shit tune right like why 85 percent is just copycats of that one percent <laughs> exactly yeah, right. you're like cool well now i know what the new trend is right, right. also you know? like this seems like a tenable business model <laughs> yeah i listen to the top 10 beat poor songs so i'm gonna make one just like it and hopefully it'll get up there so okay so ha- the nice thing about this podcast is like i've known you for a while but i it's like, what do we really even know about each other? <laughs> the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's always so awkward to be then be like, well, let's backtrack and go into biography. But like, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how long have you lived in New York? I lived here since 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I moved here right out of college. There was no Twitter. Seriously, like, just imagine this, guys. MySpace was like just... The new Friendster, right, right, right. like burgeoning, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember the fat Jew used to always invite me in a diaper, <laughs> and like I'd be like, "This is like before you can make yourself some internet person." Right, right, and I'd be like, "What the fuck it's is like this?" Pre meme, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just some dude in a diaper named the fat Jew, like always inviting me, and I'd be like. Well, that also indicates the fact that, like, he's consistent. It's like the fat I know. forever, 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 you know? Like, throughout he's like my first time. MySpace experience. Yeah, I mean, like, also inscrutable. Like, how old is he? Does anyone know? No, he's right. going to stay the same age forever. Yeah, he's not, like, a corporal thing. It's just, like, he's more an idea. Yeah. A state of mind. <laughs> he totally is. Um, so that was, like, that was everything Yeah, and I was actually, I was really, really, really into drum and bass and rave music, and there was a great scene here. Miami did have a good scene, but it was time to move on in rave sure. category. And um, You wanted I, the repeat to be somewhere else. Yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to grow with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was actually on a lot of message boards. Right, of course, because this was the era. Yeah, yeah, it was message board era. So I did meet, I met my, you know, best friends through, not really on message boards, but like I knew where all the parties were. Right. I knew what records to go buy because And then you would them. interface IRL. Yeah, and right. then, like, we'd be at a party and be like, oh, you're whatever, yeah, yeah. 69. <laughs> you know? Like, totally. So, and Wait, it's, what was your, like, message board name? Jubilee. Always. Always. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um... Great SEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crushing. I think that's, like, actually just how it became my DJ name because oh, it was, like, right. my... From the X-Men. Right, of course. Shout out to Jubilee, who will finally be in this movie. Ish. I mean, the thing is, like... Okay, so I'm I'm happy about the casting. She's cute. Yeah. But like they always tease Jubilee in the movie. Every time. Every time. And it's like always like a revolving roster yes. of like ambiguously race people, but you're like, no lines, no anything. Ever. Ever. She's like, you have to like look up after the movie, like, where was Jubilee in this? And it's like, oh, she says this one thing, like, let's get out of the classroom. <laughs> or like and you're like, Okay, this article came out. Right, right, right. I know. Well, it's, she's consistently pretty marginal. But also in the comic books she can be marginalized. She's very yeah. sidekicky. And I also feel like Rogue has a lot of Jubilee in her. Right. In the movies. I right. feel like the very first X-Men was kind of like, that's actually pretty Jubilee, that that storyline. Right, right, right. You know? Well, why did you associate yourself so hardcore with the name, though? Was it like the pyrotechnics out of the hands? Like, is it like... 
No, it wasn't. Fireworks. I think I just honestly, I was four eleven, and I, and I still am. <laughs> and I wore a lot of yellow. Right, and they right, found right. her at the mall. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I was collecting the cards at the right, time. Like, oh, snap. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I kind of had a crush on Wolverine. Right, right, and, like, right, right. Totally. There was just, Who like, did it? Yeah. He's, like, totally, like, the he snake like, eyes of X-Men, where you like, everybody had a crush on this quiet, weirdo yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just, like, her outfits were things that I would wear. Totally. Like, I had this big yellow, like, polo jacket. Always consistently had good hair. Yeah, always, and I always had a short haircut. Totally. I always did. So, I feel, I actually, Kareem Black did a shoot of me as Jubilee. When? Uh, probably, like, five years ago. I'm totally gonna have to dig that up. Yeah, also, yeah. that's so both of you guys. That's, like, so you <laughs> Oh, he was Nashua. like, we're doing this. We're gonna break the bank. We're totally gonna do it. And Valissa Yo, like, killed it. She found this, like, crazy trench coat and, like, these, like, I'll show it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IRL when we... <laughs> you can't see us, so but if you Google it, it's there. I mean, it's on my Facebook <laughs> fan page amazing. somewhere. But yeah, it was like the nerdiest thing we ever did, and probably like why we're friends. Well, speaking of Marvel, you live in Hell's Kitchen now. I do. So that's recent. You moved pretty recently, right? I moved a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I my sister moved to LA, like Who I, you yeah. all do. Yeah. And um, I took her apartment. Oh, right on. Yeah. Cool. So it's under her name, and I look just like her, so it's fine. Right on. And how do you think, what do you think about Daredevil? Well, I have to be We've honest. talked about it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I started watching it, and I had, a, like, a crazy party weekend, and I was like, this is really bumming me out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, way too intense. It's, like, really dark. And I killed all my brain cells this weekend, and I just need to watch it another time. <laughs> uh, I watched the first two episodes. Uh LOL Hell's Kitchen. You never Hell's Kitchen. Not really. Yeah, ever. But like when I messaged you, like yeah. basically the one of the first scenes, they show this subway stop, which is my stop, 50th Street. <laughs> and it's totally North 7th and Bedford, <laughs> which if you don't live here is like. But the one thing I will definitely give it up for is that they're really good at doing an ambiguous New York. Yes. That feels like New York without showing any, like, things. Which it's makes so me feel like, weird. But it makes me feel like the location scout is, like, really good at New York yeah. or something. Which maybe that's another job that we should talk about because we're getting off topic. Um, so you, <laughs> you've been in New York for a long time. Yeah. And, you'll, and you know, this is such a far-reaching question, but do you still like it here? Um, I have my moments. Right now, I'm loving it. I moved for a year right. in 2011. Um, I had to get out. I knew I'd be back um, this party. But you soft moved. You move the way everyone moves when they leave here, which is that you kind of don't really tell anyone. Yeah. I read your book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing because I was just like, yeah, it's like that's what I did. Yeah, because you have the internet. But you just weren't around. Not only did I not tell anyone I moved, but I didn't tell anybody when I came back either. No, I know. But that's the legit the only way to do it. Yeah, because I didn't know I was coming back. Like, basically... I I didn't know that. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I moved to Miami, and there I don't know if you noticed, but there isn't shit going on there. And um, except the beach, which is great. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work on a bunch of music. And, like, I've never lived there as an adult. I'm from there. Yeah. Like, maybe it's time for a change. And nightlife in New York was completely shit at the moment why i feel like the economy crashed and nightlife took a massive hit right and I f- but before the economy crashed did you feel like nightlife was getting douchey i mean because that's the argument that there was the influx of money and the weird like tourists and like the french people and like you know all of that like contributed to this weird people yes were and co- no. accusing new york nightlife of being a little basic 
Well, people are always going to complain about nightlife. And you read what's his name and like all these people like, oh, it's not what it used to be. And it's like, fuck off. I just went to one of the best parties of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, the other night. You know what I mean? It's It just depends on where you're going and what you're expecting. Like, I don't know what you expect. If you're going to go out and take 100 Instagram photos and, like, tweet the whole night, then you're not going out to have a good time. You don't know that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you... I'm not saying I don't do it. <laughs> no but judgment. I feel like um, as far as electronic music was going, mm. there was Studio B, there was APT, there was a lot of house music people that had these great nights and they were all kind of getting killed off and it, the economy was fucked. So like kids weren't really paying to get to places. Right. And like, yeah, I know that there's all these French people, all these Australian people here asking for directions and Airbnb <laughs> in our building. Um, however, all these clubs that have opened up here have been great. Right, so there's like you feel like a resurgence is happening. Oh yeah, and it's completely it's attributable to the fact that you're back now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all it's all my fault for sure. It's <laughs> no, but you've been super duper prolific. I mean, I I've known you for a while, but I feel like this year for you has been like crazy. Yeah, it has, but I've been busting my ass because I don't even have an agent or a manager right now. Because I was told to leave my an- man- or agency for being woman and saying somebody did something wrong. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> let's unpack that. Yeah, I don't. Um, I ha- I've had agencies and managers, but I I I'm working so much, right. like, and that is why. I mean, if you are constantly putting out stuff, you're gonna be busy, right? You know, like I had an a EP come out a month ago. Yeah, and you know it did pretty good. And actually the. That's the thing that it, it feels like. It's like the arc has been pretty consistent. I feel like yeah, you've always you've been written about like really consistently throughout the year. I feel yeah, it's been really good, and I feel like hashtag even blessed. hashtag blessed. I can't believe they took those little the prayer, prayer hand emoji <laughs> away from the hands. Um, I mean, I don't sleep, and then like our label's doing well. Mix Pack is doing good. I mean. Yeah, We're at the studio right now. It's a gorgeous studio. Yes. <laughs> We're, you, We're doing you, okay. <laughs> yeah, you also can't see this, but it's very jiggy. Um, but like you know, we put out the Popcorn album last year mm-hmm. and the Vibes album before that, and like Dre has been working towards this his whole life, it seems, and he's killing it too. I mean, he lives here. Mm-hmm. We're on his break right now, where he goes home and hangs out with his son right. and wife. Right. But he comes back here every night, and he's. Up. I mean, I guess that's my question. It's like, so this podcast sort of exists to give a little bit of like a voyeuristic yeah. insight to other jobs. And it's like, do you have to like be in like beast mode constantly all the time to make this? In New York? Yes. But I mean, is it <laughs> like, where else would you do it, I suppose? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Like there's all these like producer kids that don't really do anything but make music. And right. then they have like 800 managers and that's great. It works for them. Does it, though? Like, what are the actual ends? Um, it's so hard to say because right now, I would rather stay consistent than be the, the next big thing, which is another thing with me. Right, it's a long con. I don't want to jump on trends. I don't, like, I don't care about trends. I like Miami bass. I don't fucking care if anybody else likes it. Right. This is what I like. You're all going to listen to it. Have fun. <laughs> like, I feel like there's... Everybody, like, management and agencies right now are very set on, like, right now. They're not thinking about anyone's future. They're not thinking about 
anything really except for like what's going to make me money like right immediately this second. immediately right. EDM like every single festival every single whatever and I find that like they can put out one big hit and like it can just be eat yeah just eat for a while where like I don't know I like all the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. and like I don't want to disappear in six months right you know or just like be whack afterwards yeah because I'm trying to keep up with the trends or like trying to like I I mean I'd rather just everybody I know that's kind of done their own thing and not paid attention all that Egyptrix DJ Craze um, Night Slugs you know all these people have been consistent and stayed around this Mm -hmm. whole time and no they're not headlining EDC but who the wants to do that <laughs> i'm playing you didn't see in, in two weeks yes. so come <laughs> but i'm just saying like i don't like i'd rather just be around and like consume this as my life instead of like and so would you actually suggest to someone not to have a manager oh well, no i wouldn't because because that's a choice you can make now now yeah. that you have infrastructure and you you have like a label home that you're really happy with yeah i mean i'm i I am obviously eventually looking for these things, but the ex- past experiences that I've had are not, they're, they're not down with what I'm trying to do and they don't right. get it. Right. And I will gladly be extra busy to not deal with that because, and like, I'm sure you have gone through this too. Like I'm a girl. I know what I want. Right. I don't want, I've been doing my own thing for and working for myself time. for yeah. a very long time. So like. If you can't do this one stupid thing that I could have done 25 times since we talked about it, then I don't want to pay you money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. It's like, actually kind of a miracle how, like, the people who just sort of, like, take 10 and 15% don't like, do. what are you doing? Yeah. Also, you know? yeah. But, so, talk, talking a little bit about mixed packs. So, like, when you talk about Dre and, like, all this stuff, like, who are these people? Dre Skull is a producer and DJ that has been around in New York for a while as well. He used to be my roommate. Oh, in 2009. Right on. Um, he used to produce a juice box, and then he, yeah. like, did some New Orleans Bounce stuff. He's done a lot of poppy stuff. He's now doing a lot of dance hall. And when did Mix Pack come about? Um, It's six years now. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, because... And I, have you always been... I had my own label with this man named Jason Forrest early in the very blog house... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...days called Night Shifters, and me and him worked together for a long time, and then... It just, I kind of left, left it and right as I left it, basically what happened was like, I knew that it was going to come to an end Mm -hmm. because like I said, a lot of this stuff is, can't go that much further. Right. And I had finished an EP and I didn't want to put it out on Night Shifters because I knew that at some point that was going to be not a thing. And then me and Dre had been friends for so long and working together and done parties together. He's like, oh, why don't you just sign it to Mix Pack? And then, like, we wound up starting a party together, and, like, now we have a label manager, Suze, that you met, that, mm-hmm. that is living here, and it's become kind of like an operation. Do you have any sick. advice for people when they're going into business with friends? Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I mean, you just have to, like, you just think about how many bands have broken up, and duos that have broken up like you really need to be working with somebody for a really long time to know that you want to work with them and really know that you believe in them Mm -hmm. because if you're like oh well it's good for now like 
you better get a good lawyer. Right. <laughs> Basically. It's some, like, real sickness and in health shit, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's drama. There's always drama, and, like, artists are crazy mm-hmm. and paranoid. And crazy when they're being artists. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you're making something, you're just a fucking head case. Yeah, totally. And I'm fully, I have to, like, I have to work out every day. Right. <laughs> or, like, I'm going to kill somebody. I've been there. Yeah. So, like, you just have to know all of those things and like a lot of young kids like don't do that and then there's drama and this person breaks up and you know one gets left behind was it hard for you and dre to like sit down and be like here is the paperwork that's going to govern everything legally or was it not like that or was it like a handshake and then it was just like oh in the beginning a lot of women well not just women but like young people who enter into these or enter into partnerships with friends and just assume things and then always like not to say that Dre, Dre isn't an up-and-up guy, but, like, you know, it's, sometimes there are uncomfortable conversations. And oh, I'm just yeah. curious to know if you've had one. Um, I, d- I haven't had uncomfortable conversations with Dre because Dre also knows every bullshit thing that I've been through. Right. And, like, but, like, yeah, for certain contracts, I have a lawyer. Right. Like, and it was his suggestion. <laughs> right. Like, hey, this is life. Like, you need to find a lawyer. You know? So, it... It's very professional, but I mean, he knows he's, he's, first of all, he's the best, but <laughs> like he's, so rule number one, find a partner who's <laughs> yeah, the best. I mean, but a lot of people don't have that, you yeah. know? And like, he's definitely heard all my complaints about all the other stuff over the years. So like, I feel like it's fine, but I'm very lucky yeah, to have found somebody to work with like that because a lot of the men that I've worked with. They get insecure or they don't like that I got the email instead of them. or <laughs> like, And it's just like, yo, chill. Right. Like, this is not that big of a deal. Right. And also, I'm empirically better than you. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I, mean, I was born no. that way. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Like, there is no arguing that you probably end up spending a lot of time with dudes because there are a lot yeah. of dude DJs. Especially, and not to be on some sideways shit, but like at your level. There's tons of DJs who can like, quote unquote, Spotify DJ a fashion party. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the times, those are, you know, very pretty girls who yeah. are, like, faux DJs. <laughs> you, faux. You know? <laughs> yeah. Versus, I mean, you are on the caliber. It's, like, almost like you're, like, a, you're a touring DJ. Yeah. And those things, like, those gigs that those people play are, like, nowhere near something I would do anyways. For sure. So, like, people are always like, well, what do you think of these iPod DJs? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, Target think, and right, DJ. Right. I don't like, think about them. Yeah. yeah. Like, and good, let them make money, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But as far as, like... Cause, but yours is a grind, though. It's such a grind. And not everybody is that nice to you. And I'm not going to complain about it because it's any profession. You're sure. a writer, like... Everybody, but, that, but being a writer, I mean, sure, there's comments, but it's not as immediately public facing. Yeah, you know? like you that's have true. to like you contend with an audience. And, yeah, like, spend a lot of time with other people <sighs> in close quarters. Not you're like rolling your eyes. I think I'm making her change her mind about her entire career trajectory. No, I think about it every day. No, I mean like it's fucking hard, right? So if yeah. you're talking to someone who wants to get into it, like, you know, you just have to do. Like I had this moment really recently where I was like. Why the fuck am I trying to get into this cool kids boys club that's not even that cool? Really? <laughs> like, why am I like, why don't I start my own compilation and my own thing instead of waiting to be on the bottom of some dude's party? Right. You know, where like all his boys 
are above me and I'm better than them? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's an excellent question. Like, yeah. Like, why don't I just do my own shit? Maybe you should. I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Breaking like, news. <laughs> breaking news. Like, <laughs> air horn. We gotta have an air horn in here somewhere. Um, like, yeah, I, I'm, I want to play certain festivals, and obviously I want to play certain clubs, and the guys, most of the people in this industry are sick. Like, they are. They're awesome. They're supportive. But, like... A lot of times you're just like, okay. You... But what is a cool guy like click contingent upon? Like just like. It's just really like all these dudes that like are living this like crazy famous lifestyle right now because dance music is famous now. So famous. Yeah. Are, Where like. Is it growing? It's so. I swear to God these dudes would like rather go home with each other. Than like some girl, <laughs> like at this point, they're so up each other's ass. Right. A lot of it's them. It's like hella Roman. Yeah, it is. It's just like, oh my god, there's this really hot girl like practically throwing herself at you right now, and you're like, well, and actually, maybe they're numb to it because the conflagration of just like hot pee, like flying in the air. <laughs> like, it's just no, because it is. It's like yeah, it's kind of like yeah, totally. Alarming. Like. All those hoes need hugs. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I will hug them. I will too. Because I'm not going to sleep with my friends. So if they do, it's cool. <laughs> well, I have nothing right. against them. <laughs> but um, it's very circle jerky. Like, yeah. it's very, like, it's just very, like, nobody really bigs anybody up publicly on Twitter or on social media unless it benefits them. Right. Like, it's very, like, no one's really going to be, a lot of people pick these and when they do pick women, they pick somebody, like, totally, like, non-threatening to them. Right. Nobody ever wants to admit that you have a cool taste in public. Right. Or, like, meanwhile, I get DMs from, like, Everyone huge DJs. Everyone you things. Yeah, like, hey, can you zip up, like, your favorite ten songs right now? I'm like, motherfucker, you have a manager. This is your job. Yeah, what's your, like, what's like, the grand scheme? Well, we started a radio show. Right. So, like, I would like to be way more into radio mm -hmm. as time goes on. I feel like... It's going to crash the radio owning everything now. There's all these like little stations kind of popping up, like Dash Radio. And right. I just, if I could help people that deserve it get big, I would. So, yeah, I mean, so you let's talk about your radio station. It's Flamingo FM. I recorded or... it at Red Bull. Okay. But now we have Mix Pack on RBMA. Oh, okay. Um, you can find Flamingo FM on Brooklyn Radio's website. Got it. The RBMA, we did live yesterday. We're doing it. Friday, I believe. Um, how does that like? How does that start? Red Bull's giving money to people that should be given money right. and making and doing tasteful events that aren't getting well funded. Considered curated events. Just very, they're they're killing it. Like the thing we're doing a thing on Sunday, which is the tenth, and it's this massive dance hall party in Fort Greene Park, and it's free, and it's Mother's Day. And it's like... That's so much, like, love spreading. It's so crazy. Like, the fact that I'm even on that lineup is just my head's going to explode. Like, it's like Tifa, King Jammy, Ricky Blaze, like, the Federation. It's just going to be, like, thousands of people just wilding out because Red Bull treats everybody good and no one's not having a bad time. And it's legit. It's legit music. They pick... If they're going to have a theme of dance hall, they're going to pick the best... Yes, yeah dance hall artists like they're doing this latin bass thing the night before where like every latin legend what does your brain look like like when you close your eyes <laughs> and like you look at your head up display and like so do you just have like an encyclopedic knowledge of no. music 
But it seems like it. Like, I, I sit here blinking and nodding, like, gamely, but, like, half the people you talk about, I have no idea. You know when you do your laundry and you don't feel like folding it and you just dump it on the floor? <laughs> is that what it is? That's what my brain looks like. <laughs> but is it, like, two piles where it's, like, I like this, I don't like this? Or, like... Yes. That's but what I it feel is. like I like this, I don't like this for you is like you like everything that's good and you think that everything's that's whack is you don't like it. I don't like you, a lot of things that people think are good. Like what? Uh, don't burn any bridges. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend. The weekend can fuck right off. Like why? I just don't like it. It I it just I don't get it. I don't care. I think it's bad. <laughs> Um, what else do I not like? Is it like, is it like a genre of music? Like, do you not like sort of like that sort of like vibey air conditioner? Like, um, no, cause I like the dream and like, I like R&B, like new R&B. Yeah. Yeah. But like, the dream is a different situation. But everybody compares them. And like, I think that the dream is sick and I think the weekend is shit. I love Drake. (laughs) I didn't like Drake before in the beginning, but now I love him. Since circa when? Uh, I'm on one. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, this speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the first you're time like, I was like, okay, fine. You're like, jinx, me yeah. too. <laughs> also, when I moved to Miami for that 2011, like, the motto was big. Right. And, like, everything is kind of, like, forced in your brain from the radio. Let's talk a little bit about Miami. What are Florida raves like? Um, dirty. What does and, that mean? Well, Florida's, like, kind of a trashy place. People forget that that's the deep south. Like, people just yeah. decide that that's, like, a different place. It's, like, close to Cuba, so it's, like, different. Which it's, it is. Sure, but, like, it's also the south of America in a very profound yeah. way. And it's very mixed. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I it's so funny. I was looking through old rave photos the other day, and, like, you see New Yorkers, and they have, like, their UFO pants, and their you know, these crazy outfits. like, like all auras. Yeah, yeah. It was just like candy kids. Like, we didn't have that down there. You make it sound like you were just, eat, like, wearing bits of mud and swamp. <laughs> like... Well, we kind of sometimes were. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking about this with AJ from Seed last night, actually. Um, we, we wore, like, Adidas basketball shorts and, like... Like, you know, like, we dressed, like, with, pretty, like... like... What, what, what kind of shoes? I feel like that was, like... Um... If we weren't breakdancing, we probably would have wore slides. Really? But otherwise, um, was it like 95 Air Maxes? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like Air Max, Adidas, like Shelto Adidas. Yeah. Um, I, at some point when I got a little more girly, wore those like Forn Arena yeah, 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 yeah. But, platforms. But that was from coming to New York. That was a very specific time in each of our yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, a little bit of jubilee trivia define what a chonga is did you see buzzfeed's BuzzFeed, chonga yes so a chonga is basically the miami version of a chola right and we we don't know about that because in new york it's a very california and or florida thing and it's less goth more j-lo love don't cost a thing video yes like crunchy bangs yeah yeah baby hair also yes baby hair brown lip liner brown lip liner exactly and those like weird um Chinese fluorescent flip flops occasionally, <laughs> and like yep. very very skin tight, bright colored, hypersaturated denim. But anyway, mm-hmm. Jubilee made number nine on the. <laughs> I believe it was like the twenty one ways to know that you're a Tonga, and that we all freaked out because we were like, "What the fuck?" Is- I have like a <laughs> like. First of all, that was the sec. I went up on Buzzfeed twice that week. <laughs> And we'll talk about the other one in a second. But no, I was just like, what the hell? Like, it was insane. 
and it's Instagram, man. I ha- I posted that as a throwback Thursday, and I hashtagged it Chonga, and someone looked up Chonga for their BuzzFeed list. The internet and they is put a me magical in there. place. So what? <laughs> yeah. So you, I mean, what is Miami like? Like the parties? Like did you? You said you grew out of it in terms of like you. you there were good um, parties, but you wanted to well, be somewhere else. The thing about the scene down there is like, the people were just really awful. Like, Go on. <laughs> well, it was a it was the rave scene, so it was like. Was it just a lot of drugs? A lot of drugs. Was a lot it like of a like. Crystal? Really? No, there wasn't a lot of that stuff. Which drugs? That's a West Coast thing. I feel. What's um, the drugs there? A lot of Xanax. A lot of ecstasy, or as we call it, Molly. Now, now. I refuse to. Uh, yeah, because whatever. Um, a lot of um, just a lot of pills. Yeah. Because Florida is known for its like. Rx problems, the, so known for a lot of things. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like now, like whenever something terrible happens in Florida, news companies are like, "Yes, we can say it," <laughs> you know. Um, so it was just a lot of people like, um, mixing drugs with Xanax, and I don't know. Is if, that what what made it awful? Or like- I think that it was just the swamp and trashy and also like rave music is really commercialized now and corporate like back then it was like very it was taboo like like the news was telling everybody not to go and like it was you had to get drugs from the sketchiest person ever and not like some frat boy right you know so i think that it was totally different and did it feel risky, like the whole scene? Like it did felt it... risky, but when you're a teenager, like you, you don't think you're care. impervious to anything. Yeah, like, I've eaten so many shady things. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Randos just give you. I'm like, well, I'm sure. a teen. Let me take this. Oh my yeah. god. I mean, like, there were some situations that I I've been in before and have driven in some conditions that now in my life I'm just like, what the hell right. is wrong with me? Right. And I have a younger brother who's 20 and it just freaks me out because I'm just like... Does he go to parties? Oh yeah, he parties, for sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I know what you're doing. Where? I know exactly, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I had like the crazy boyfriend out of jail. Like I had it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like my parents' worst nightmare. They don't care what I do now. They're like, oh my God, you made a career out of this. Cool. Well, I mean, were they supportive of your career the whole time? Or? Not then, but when but I like once you're in a magazine, <laughs> is that you the know, like once you're in like whatever, like some magazine that was always on the table, like what? Then it's what cool. do they do for work? My mom is a just, <laughs> <laughs> my mom is a drug therapist. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my father is a lawyer. Oh, okay. So it was I was the first one. Well, it's a huge risk. Yeah, what? and my my mom was you know giving me like my parents are really cool my mom dealt with a lot of people with addiction problems therefore she worried but also is a human being and like knows i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do right my dad was representing half of my friends (laughs) (laughs) by the time i was 17 or it's like a little cottage industry yeah it was like oh man chris got arrested and then like someone would like recommend him to my dad and then my dad would know everywhere i was because i was with that person all the time so it was actually, like, not cool. But my parents, the coolest thing they had ever done, and I thought it was the worst thing ever when I was 17, they were like, I was like, I really have to go to these things. Like, I love the music, you know? And they were like, okay, you know what? You can do whatever you want, but you have to write a 10-page paper on what ecstasy does to your brain before you go to anything. 
You have to call us when you get there and call us when you leave. And every once in a while, we might make you take a drug test. So that's amazing. Now that I think about it, I'm like, that is sick. That's like so like they sat down, devised a, a yeah. plan and presented it to you. And like, yeah, that's awesome. That actually means they respect you as like a human person. Yeah, because and also like if I sneak out the window and something happens to me. Right. And I don't want to tell that, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So because they were like that, I did. And then I kind of stopped getting I stopped doing drugs when you first do it, you, like, want to do it all the, all time. the time. And yeah. then, like, I was like, I really like music and breakdancing. Right. And records. So, like, I actually was pretty... By the time everybody in my school discovered it, I was like, oh, get away from me. Right. I don't want to do that, you know? Totally. So they were pretty supportive of that, like, me being a weird kid. But when you moved to New York, were you like, I'm going to pursue music? Like, what were the... Con- like? I've got a degree in media, and then I started doing makeup and actually started doing pretty well. This but, was at Florida Atlantic University? Um, that you got a... Yeah. Well, I went to UCF for three years, which oh, if okay. you think South Florida is bad, Orlando is <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, did not have good experiences there, because at least there is not white people. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, Orlando is just, like, horrible racist people. Right. And, like, literal, like, KKK meetings not that far away from your college right. campus. And just, like... I'm Jewish, and people would say crazy things to me. Right. You know? Also, you are Italian and Jewish, <laughs> and p- do people call you Gentile a lot? Like, last name? Well, whenever I send an email, people are like, that's such a funny email, and I'm like, no, it's my name. <laughs> but um, It's genteel. It's genteel, but it. I've had three people in my whole life maybe pronounce it right. Okay. Like, in school. Right. And when they have, but I've you been look like, ambiguously raced. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Well, I think that that's why I always get hollered at on the street more than most people because I think that like the cat call dudes like can't figure it out. <laughs> They're always like, "Mommy, where are you from?" And I'm like, "If I told you, you would not even believe me." You know. So like, no, like everybody always stares at me wherever I go. Well, because it's New York and people are trying to like figure out. Yeah. If they should claim you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And the only people that can ever figure it out are people that are the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, Italians always know. They're like, you're so Italian. And Jewish people, just by the way I talk probably, and like <laughs> t- the things I talk about, like posting Larry David on Instagram right, right, and like right. whatever. They're like, The oh, Bay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, totally. He looks so good at the Mechella. <laughs> I was like, damn, Larry. Well, here's another thing that I actually really like about our internet relationship, which is... <laughs> That you tweet a lot of things that aren't just about, like, self-promotion. And I think that that's kind of really important for people who do creative things. Like, I know what your political beliefs are. I yeah. know how you feel about, like, race relations and the current police situation in America. Like, do you ever worry about, like, alienating future fans? Or... No. I, I don't that care. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but... Sometimes I'm, like... Like, I've had people say, like, oh, I didn't even know you made music. And then I'm like, fuck. Really? Yeah. I actually kind of like that, though. I feel like you're really good at, like, a very good mix of, like, this is my shit that's out. I'm hyped on it. Yeah. And, like, this is the shit I feel passionately about. People are so weird, too. Like. (laughs) True. (laughs) Like, if you get excited about something, like, people, like, make make comments. Like, you sound like a little schoolgirl or, like, whatever. And I'm like. Like, Isn't that the point of life? Like, yeah, totally. Be enthusiastic about so- Oh, I'm sorry. This is music. I forgot we're not supposed to have fun. You know? Like, if I like something, I'm going to, like, 
not shut up about it. And you know what? I'm going to retweet everybody's stuff if I put something out because I worked really hard on it. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> well, what are your hours like? Like, you've been kind of, like, on this crazy grind. Uh, my hours are, like, 24-7 at this point. Like, the other night I went, like, a lot of times I'll stay up really, really late and then, like, wake up really late. But Is that for work or for, like, just life? So much to do. Like, one night I'll DJ and I'll get home. At, I got home at 6 in the morning on Friday. So then, this was my weekend. I got home at 6 in the morning on Friday, and then we threw a really big party on Saturday at Tribeca Grand, which I had to be there at 9. Right. It's our party, and I left at 5. Right. So I was literally there from 9 to 5, just the other one. And so the during the day, the I was... The other 9 to 5. <laughs> the other 9 to 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what my book is going to be called. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I just stayed home and like stared at the wall, in a way, because it's not really the partying and the whatever the drinking or the staying up late that kills me it's like the many human beings right energy yes you know like i feel like i'm more exhausted by talking to so many people and like just being around so much energy than anything right so like usually i'll like prepare like if i do a gig out of town i know that the promoter i don't know him right or her I'm going to have to talk more than usual. Right. So, like, I usually have to take, like, two hours in my hotel or, like, wherever. Silence. Just to, like, literally just watch basketball or, like, something that I could totally... Dumb out on. Dumb out on, yeah. And then... I mean, is that the part that gets really taxing for you at this point? I find that physically, like, on the weekends, yeah. I feel like on the weekends when I'm, like, physically working and DJing, that is more taxing than anything. Mm-hmm. And... Because sometimes I'll go on tour, like, when I was in Australia, I was in a human being's presence for Constantly. two weeks straight. Yeah, You know, like, I didn't have a lot of alone time. I was either with someone or, like, I stayed with a friend who I love and slept in her bed and we're really good friends but and that's great. But it's still, like... But by the end of the two weeks, it was just, like, I haven't been alone. Do you think like, that that... Like, what is your personality like? Is Are you the type <laughs> of person that likes... I have spent like many hours alone me too and, okay and i think i love it and i think that it kind of affects my personal life a lot because mm-hmm. if i like meet a guy or like i'm dating someone i'm like oh, i don't want to go to dinner like yeah i just went i've been around people like, all week like yeah, yeah like i don't want to talk about so much stuff do, right now but do you think that there's something about the fact that you're like that that makes you good at your job because you can yes. sort of like, yeah because the you know yeah. there, there are people that you and i know who are born with FOMO and are born with that thing of, like, they can't eat alone. They can't, like... Oh, I eat by myself. It's the best. Like, three times a week. Yeah, and so, like... It's my time. I feel like when those people become, like, party promoters or party DJs or, like, the thing, this, that, and the other, where it, where you feed on even more people... Yeah. They're just not as productive. Like... Yeah. Or, like, it's... I don't know. It becomes this like weird addiction, and obviously this is just me being judgy on like other people's personalities. No, but, like... I totally. Some of these people, I'm like, why are, are you doing this to make music? Or are you doing this to like be around, tweet at people, and be around them all day? Right. Like some people that I see, like that I know could have taken it so much further. That mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you actually want out of this? Are right. you just like in the mix or like? Because like I guess my my thing is, and you know, as a writer, I have this. And you definitely have this, too, as someone who, like, is responsible for making something. It's, like, these jobs come with so much homework. Oh, my God. It's constant. Yeah. Because, like, like you said, my hour is, like, okay, I'm DJing on the weekends. What am I doing during the week? I'm making music. Or right now we have this thing coming up on 
Friday or Sunday and I want to keep it really Brooklyn. So we're like, me and Dre are going back to back and DJing together and we need to communicate together like while we do that. We can't just play records. Yeah, how do you research for something like that? Well, you just like, you want to play the perfect set and like, there's people that play five hour sets at a club and go all over and then there's people like me who are hired for an hour or sometimes two hours. deep and like... Yeah, like you have new music you want to play. You want to play some of your own stuff and test it out. You don't know how the night is going to go so you kind of have to pick different so, oh, that's actually a really Lanes. interesting question. So is it kind of like a choose your own adventure where yes. you're like, you know, it's like a decision tree. If like they're not amped by song four, then you'd like take it in another yes. direction. Okay. Oh, all the time. So you have to like, it's like basically writing the script for a video game. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, you have all of these like things that you have to be responsible for, which is crazy. I feel like a lot of people would not know that. No, they don't. Cause they're or, like, or oh, they you don't just, do you pick it. the songs yourself. And I'm like, what? yes. <laughs> and like, you have to kind of know, like. You have to have that intuition to be a good DJ. And I'm more of a DJ than a producer. Some people go see producers to play their own stuff or their own live set. Mm -hmm. But with me, I'm like, there's nights where, like, one song, like, killed it. And then there's the next night you'll play it and you'll be like, ooh, they didn't like that that much. Why don't I not (laughs) go in that direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or, like, I'll play in Brooklyn where, like, I'll play dance hall and reggae and everybody will go insane. And then I'm booked in Scotland two weeks later we're like let's be real like they're probably not gonna like beanie man right and <laughs> it's know? their fault yeah yeah exactly <laughs> scotland but um actually scotland was sick but yeah like and sometimes you go to places where everybody knows who you are and loves you and other times you go to places where you're opening for someone huge and everyone's just staring at you it really sounds like you're kind of like the only parallel i keep thinking of is like a stand-up comedy. Uh, it is really really similar yeah like, in the same sense as, like, you're around a bunch of dudes making fart jokes all the time. <laughs> and, like, that are, you know, like... Wait, is there anything about the sort of, you know, the, the, the thing about comedians is that they're dark people? Are DJs, like, dark people? Is there, like... Or is there a character trait that's, like, really um, consistent, like, with DJs? I, um, just make gross generalizations about your peers right now. Uh, it's fine. I do, too. <laughs> you can make gross generalizations about me, guys. Um... <laughs> I find that the a lot of the younger producers um, come from the internet, mm-hmm. so they're so quiet when they're, like, out. Right. Whereas, like, some of the people that I knew coming up that were older than me had to, like, IRL network and right, go out. right. And, like, have, like, people skills. Right. And then you meet these kids that, like, go on tour to Europe and they, like... They're feral inside monsters. They don't even go to, like, see the sights of the country that they're in. Right. Because they're on Facebook chat. Right. Or, like... So... And they don't even really party that much because they don't really know how to party because... They're not trying to interface. Like, I went... I heard songs for the first time on a dance floor. I, I climbed fences and, like... Me and AC Slater always joke around. We, like, risked our lives to, like, hear dance music sometimes, you know? Where a lot of these kids, like, heard it for the first time on SoundCloud. Right. So, and there's, like, little barrier to entry. There's little risk. Yeah. There's, yeah. And, like, some of these people are, like, so crazy on Twitter and Facebook, and then you meet them and they don't say a word. Right. And you're just like, okay, well, this is weird. Do you have, do you have any advice for someone who is trying to be exactly... Like who you are and what your station is. Who I am. Get some sleep. (laughs) Um, Sleep now. It's not coming (laughs) later. Yeah. Get off the internet. Um, I find that like everybody just has to be real and figure out how bad they want to do something because 
Do you have like a crisis of conscience every day? Every day. Really? Yeah. I definitely have like, oh my, like, cause we, I also live in New York where I have to make a million times more money than everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, at and, what point in New York was this your sole job? Um, I know you worked at Bendel's a very long I time did. ago. I <laughs> did. I worked there. Actually, not that long ago. I was working, I was freelance writing a little bit, but I didn't really like that that much. I remember that. Actually. Yeah. I was just kind of like, well, if I can write about cool things. The thing the that was thing. annoying is that you were such a, like, a good writer. <laughs> I was just like, that's annoying. <laughs> I yeah, was like, get like... off my lawn, stop taking my food. <laughs> <laughs> but music writing, music writer world is kind of the worst. Oh, Because I know you sure. follow these people, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like... Get over yourself. That's also another like smell my dick. Smell my yeah, dick. Yeah, totally. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You smell my dick first, first, first. Yeah. But I feel like it wasn't like my full time job until like right when I was in Miami. Really? When I got to Miami. And like my rent was cheaper there. And yeah. like I didn't have anywhere to go. What was your thinking when you booked your ticket to go to Miami to move there? I found this apartment and we were and it was Ultra Week, and I was down there. There's not a lot of cool people in Miami, so the cool ones are always like, yeah, just come. Just, like, yeah. we need you, you know? One of us, yeah. And I looked at this apartment, and it was sick. And I was like... How much was it? 800 for two bedrooms. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh. So I saw this apartment, and I said, call me if this ever opens up or whatever. And she called me in May, and I was like, okay, bye. That was it. Yeah, and I kind of was getting frustrated work-wise and... New York wise with uh, throwing parties and DJing anyways. And um, I just needed a break, but I didn't want to say I was leaving just because like I, of what we were talking about before, but I also like, I was like, eventually I'm going to have to come back. Right. And I was only there for like four months when of course I started doing better here and having to come up here every weekend. Right. And then I said, yeah, you were always here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was here all the time. Like nobody even really knew I moved. And then, well, then I, I did this tour in Europe, and I was like, oh, I'll move to Berlin. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And then Berlin, I love Berlin, and the nightlife is amazing, and you can stay out for eight days there, but nobody does anything during the day. It's like, let's drink in a park. What do they do for money? It's so cheap there. Really? It's not, it's kind of being williamsburg Yeah. It's not that cheap anymore. Right. But it's still cheap. Like, it's really cheap, and it's, for artists, like... One gig pays their rent. So, like, if you can go there and have a couple... And it's really um, central. And the airport is really central. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great place to live if you're... Like, I usually... What I do is if I have a Europe tour, I stay there for, like, two, three weeks. And then on the weekends, go to Paris. And the flight is, like, $50, you know? So it's a really good central place to be if you're doing well in Europe. But I just couldn't live there. I was like, when you when you're from a place like here and nobody's working ever, yeah. you're just kind of like, oh my god, like you just feel impatient. Yeah, so impatient all the time, and it's a very late night life too. So I was like staying up till ten a.m. like not even doing anything. Right, right. I mean, fuck around. You wake up and you're fifty five. You do. Yeah, that's what happens. And then I, I had some shows here, and I sublet. And then the the girl I was subletting from was like, do you want to just stay? I was like, well, I guess I live here again. Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Are you going to stay here forever? Um, Yeah, probably. I think I will. I think that I will wind up in Queens. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, my parents are from Rockaway Beach. Oh, okay. So I, it's just kind of home. And 
I'm just waiting for the day I get kicked out of... Everybody in New York is waiting for the day they get kicked out of their apartment, of basically. Um, Brooklyn doesn't do it for me anymore. I think it's kind of awful. Yeah. No. Um, I think I would wind up, like, out in Queens, like, maybe, like, out by Rockaway or... Yeah. Or with a car. Totally. You know? Starting your own label. Yeah. When are you going to do that? Well, I'm here at Mixed Pack now, and I feel like it's just the beginning for us. Yeah. And he's def. I mean, if, like I said... We're not going anywhere for a while, and we're very New York-based, and we we work with a lot of dancehall artists, so I feel like New York is a good place for them to come. For sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get it here, and the shows are good here. Um, So I don't think I would start my own label right now, Mm -hmm. but I would probably maybe start my own company or my own radio station that I would oversee Mm -hmm. in the future. I would hope to do that. Getting to do that is the fun part, mm-hmm. but um, I just you just have to keep pushing, yeah. And like you, you can you have to just do, like you can't wait for people to tell you yeah. for people anymore. No, totally. <laughs> you just I have mean, to do it. It's fucking New York, man. Yeah. Shut up and fucking do it. The, I don't want to hear about what anybody's going to do ever again. Me neither. <laughs> also, like, fuck your plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about your plans. Show me the finished no, product. No, it's like people who are, like, really, like, touchy about telling you their million dollar idea as if I don't fruition care. and 10 years isn't what makes a million dollar idea happen. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I don't care about the record you're working on that you keep telling me for the past 17 years. I want to hear the record that you made. <laughs> and do you have any advice for people, the correct way to approach a person like you with your golden <laughs> ear about giving them a shout out for being, quote, under the radar? A lot of people send me music on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, I, I give out my email address. Okay. For, I have an email for it. Um, what is that email? It's jubileedj at gmail. Okay. And um, I do listen to most of the things people do send me. Do you really? Yeah. That's crazy. How long does that take? Forever. You? And it's usually terrible. No, it's not usually terrible. It's like half and half. Some of it is just like, hey, I just threw this together. And you're like, I don't want to hear something you just threw together. Right, right. Like, it took me Cute. a year to finish one song. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not cool. But um, <laughs> I, I, people send me good stuff. There's there's a couple people that I'm glad I listened to. Like, there's a guy named Tony Goods. Shout out Tony Goods. Um, from Portland that has sent me some songs that have saved my life. Really? And like... I didn't know who he was, and, like, if I didn't click on it, and I've given it to people, that people come up to me all the time and ask what it is. Really? And, you know, I'm glad that I listened to it and that he's getting attention. Um, I find that a lot of people that sometimes I've ignored in the past have gotten really big. Really? And, and in like my the head, lesson, yeah. Well, I'm, well, I mean, I'm happy they've gotten big, but in my head I'm like, oh, yeah, that person always used to email me, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And don't have a terrible DJ name. I don't, there's, a, there's a record label called Hello Shitty. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I'm like, I am not listening to your promo. Oh, and for fuck's sake, please... BCC. Oh my God. Yeah. BCC, and please don't email me back like, oops, forgot the link. Right. Like, those are the two things that I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> we but, are done here. Yeah, but I do, you know, if you work really hard on music and you, and I like to play stuff that, that is new, that people are, that isn't the same song over and over again. So I'm going to listen to everything because I find that, like, every, one out of 10 songs is, like, pretty good. 
Well, maybe like one out of twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Those odds altered like a vastly. lot of stuff is just people trying to replicate what's big, mm-hmm. and I don't want to hear any of that. I've heard the originals, and I'm just kind of like. Do you feel like you have this? Is like such an emo question, but do you <laughs> feel like you have like just kindred spirits like everywhere? Not to be all like the universal language yeah. of music, but like... no, but I do. I've had like I. That's why traveling alone can be kind of a bummer because. Yeah, I've I've gotten lucky enough to play these amazing things mm-hmm. and you're kind of by yourself and you're like, wow, this is incredible, but there's like no one to share it with. Mm-hmm. And it is really emo. Yeah. But like, I mean, when me and Drayskull went to, we played Carnival in London together and like that, I, I'll never forget this. Like that was like the, my dream gig, like playing that. And we brought out like Skepta and Boy Better Know who are like these huge grime artists and I'll never forget they were out and Dre was like, do you want to DJ for them? And I was like, no, (laughs) I was like, I'm terrified right now. And me and like one of the little tech guys from London that was working there, like we both looked at each other and one of them was like, he was like, this is happening right now. (laughs) And it was just like this cute Cute, moment because both of us were like so stoked and like you should feel that way because it's not an easy life. It's if you don't want to do this, if, if you're not feeling that way, you shouldn't do this because it's not, I could be married with kids being normal right now. But then you'd have to be married with kids. Yeah, which I don't want to be. <laughs> Sounds but terrible. like I could be having a normal life and buying clothes and Right. And like owning all the things. Yeah. yeah. And like have a house and not be renting from right. my sister, my ceilings caving in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like but there are like a ton of people that you share this these awesome festivals and so like so you are still capable of getting scared. Oh, I get terrified. Really? Yeah, totally. That means you like believe in it. Well, if you don't get nervous, you probably should stop, right? Yeah, cuz that's like you can't feel your face forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't really get it like that anymore, but you bet on Sunday for that dance hall thing and be having a panic attack for sure. <laughs> or like interviewing some of those people on the radio or like you know, I met Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew at Red Bull, like, during Miami, and, like, that's, like, the one celebrity that I'm obsessed with. Right. And I was, like, literally, like, hi! <laughs> I was, like, can you take, can I take a picture with you? And, like, I was, like, texting one of the producers, like, if you don't pull the nonchalant, let me get a photo. Like, I swear we're not friends anymore. But, like, if you're that not getting excited, then... And Gloria Stefan tweeted at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She listened. Oh, by the way, the other BuzzFeed list was um, the 30 times Cher opened a can of whoop-ass on her Twitter followers because I called her a goat on Twitter, okay. meaning, like, the it's greatest of all time, sure. and she came back at me and yelled at me. Clapback season. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. That's not what I mean. And then, like, I got, like, a million Cher fans, like... Screaming! I don't what like. What are Cher fans even called? I don't know. Right? She calls them her chickadees, right? <laughs> she calls them her chickadees, and then she uses like the little, little chicken guy. and egg em- em- uh, emoji. That's a good emoji. Yeah, so maybe that's what they're called. Yeah, perhaps. But yeah, she yelled at me for calling her a goat, and that wound up on BuzzFeed a week after the Chonga thing. That sounds incredible. <laughs> the the like... life of a DJ. <laughs> like they the mix back thought it was so funny they like put it in their year end recap on like everyone's accomplishments like those were mine well i think that's it we that was like i think we nailed it <laughs> but thank you so much thanks for coming to the studio yeah thanks for having us okay bye, bye. <laughs>